Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in, everyone, to Catfish on Ice. This is episode 87. Am I right, Rich? You're right. 13 away from 100. I mean, in past episodes, I've probably said the wrong episode number. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I am losing track every episode on what episode we're actually on. But yes, we are on episode 87. We are starting right in the thick of the Predators and the Islanders going toe-to-toe right now. It's a two-to-two tie game. This game will carry us to the end of episode 87. So stick around with us. We will react to this game until the very end. This is perfect timing because it's a two-to-two game. It's a very competitive game between two teams who like to play the same style of hockey. Very uh, not so glamorous at times, I might say. Very dirty. There's Lindsay coming in right on schedule. Hello, friends. Hello, How are friends. we doing? Hello, Lindsay, friends. we are doing outstanding. Uh, we're hoping the Preds and your boy David Riddick can carry us to victory. Uh, yes. and this is a, one of those. This is a uh, so the score two two score is not really indicative of how this game has gone. Might I say it feels a lot more like a one to one type of game. Like there's not been gotcha. a lot of great offensive opportunities in this game. There's gotcha. been a few, but not too many. Hmm. So I was checking um, Twitter just now. Kyle Perkins had a, a tweet. Did did Trennan and Chara fight? They did indeed. Oh, Rich. God, totally I missed, missed it. it. Oh, man. Uh, I, I I I give the slight edge maybe to Yakov Trennan, mm. but I would call it a push. It was oh, very, okay. it was a very even fight. Uh, Kyle Perkins, yeah. Kyle Perkins puts Trennan up two nothing versus Chara, but I'll have well, to go back and look at it. It was close. It, it wasn't yeah. a uh, – neither player really, you know, knocked out the other player or gotcha. anything. But one thing I'll say about that, I had I give full 10 out of 10 marks for Yakov Trennan and his guts to not back down to anybody. Oh, yeah. Because he, he doesn't yeah. back down. It was cool to see round two of Yakov Trennan and Zdeno Chara. That Absolutely. was pretty cool. I'm actually watching it. Lindsay posted it. Oh, Chara pulled uh, Trennan's jersey over his head. That's funny. Well, that's huh. an old school move. So uh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's expected. That's cool. But this, right. this uh, so this game has kind of gone exactly like you would expect it for the most part. A few more goals than you expect, but really for the most part, all the goals have been what you would call working your butt off to get those mm-hmm. goals. Is what I would call it. Uh, so the Preds, awesome. they were down one nothing. They had to kind of bust their butt a little bit. They were kind of getting pushed around a little bit. And then you saw Ryan Johansson get a tip-in goal 
but that was the product of Luke Cunning uh, working his tail off to get possession of the puck, come into the zone, and find on a really sweet assist. He found awesome. Ryan Johansson for a open, not really an open net, but a kind of a tip-in goal where Johansson was really inside the crease. And then the second goal, which was scored less than two minutes later, to oh. give the Preds the lead. Awesome. Very similar type of style where you saw the Preds just bust their butts to get in the zone. You saw Nick Cousins skate in, dish it back to Benning. Benning dishes a blast from the point, like way back. We see the Preds do this all the time where they like to just throw the puck into the madness and they hope something bounces off something else. Well, that worked out great in this Perfect. instance because Benning's blast bounces off the goaltender, kind of bounces out, and guess who has a wide-open net? Colton Sissons. Awesome. So Colton Sissons gets a wide-open slam-dunk goal. Uh, the the Islanders, they are kind of doing their own thing as well, though. I, yep. Lindsay, please don't be mad at me. But that last goal by the Islanders, I feel like David Riddick should have had that. Mm. Uh, the, the puck was kind of fluttering around in the crease, and Riddick kind of lost sight of it, and I feel like he, he should have tracked the puck a little bit better. But mm. other than that, I do think Riddick's made some good saves in this game as well. But it's coming down to one of those games where which team is going to work the hardest, it, nothing's going to come easy. That's kind of how this game's gone as we're at the second intermission of this game, uh, Rich. That's awesome. So is that so that's that would be Sisson's third goal of the season. Yep. And let me share let, let's share this really crazy stat that I came across right before the game oh, yeah. started, or actually after Ryan Johansson scored his eighth goal of the season. Uh he's he's one game away from having a nine game point streak going right now. Uh he did uh, he this is dating back to the to the really ugly loss on November 20th to the, uh, to the Montreal Canadians. But uh, Johansson's dating back to November 20th. He has 13 points in nine games counting tonight's goal. Uh, I did not realize he was playing that well. I knew he was doing well, but not that well. So he deserves a lot of credit right now. Yeah. Until you just told me that I had no clue either. Um, That's crazy. And but good to hear, you know that's good news. Well, that's awesome. I mean, we all naturally get lost in Matt Duchesne's start, Philip mm-hmm. Forsberg's start, Roman Yossi, and then we get lost in the rook. We get lost in the rookies like Tanner Janot and mm-hmm. Tommy Novak and mm-hmm. Alex Carrier. And so, oddly enough, Johansson kind of gets overlooked a little bit lately. That's true. You're right. You're absolutely so right. We got Lindsay coming in here. She says, I'm definitely not mad. I'm the first one to admit when he's not playing well or when he should have a goal. I love him, but I want him to always play better. Lindsay, that, that is that is literally spoken like a true fan. And Absolutely. let me make this clear. David Riddick has been the product of some really, really bad luck. And so mm-hmm. he's been put into some situations where he he his team in front of him did not play well. UC no. Soros can step up and say the same thing. And so that's just one goal where you uh, – I have full confidence in Riddick to be a backup. I've been saying this all season. Mm-hmm. I don't have any reason to feel any differently now. Let's put this into context. Uh, UC Soros, 
has a non-COVID-related illness that's going on right now. So he has missed uh, the last two games now. And so this is David Riddick's time to show not only the Predators, but also teams that might be interested in him next se- or in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Hey, I am still a very good NHL starter in this league. Yep. And he's made some decent saves in this game. He has not been completely horrible. I just felt like that first, that last goal where the Islanders right. uh, tied it, I, I can guarantee you Riddick feels like he, he, he would love to have that one back because he just kind of lost track. He got on his back, mm-hmm. kind of got on down out of position, and it really wasn't a pretty goal by any means by the Islanders. But, yep. hey, we got a third period here. I have full confidence in Riddick. I know he can make the saves. I know he can do what's necessary. And they're going to need him. They're going to need him. Oh, yeah. So we'll see how Absolutely. it goes. We're in, the, we're in the second intermission right now. This is Catfish on Ice episode 87. Welcome in, everyone. Let's let you know what we got uh, in store for you as we are, of course, presented by DraftKings. And we are going to list our top five current prospects of the yep. Nashville Predators in the system right now. Let me preface this by saying that this is mainly focused on prospects who have not played in the NHL yet, and they have not made their no. Preds impact yet. Not yet. Some not of them yet. are close. Some of them, Some are, of them close. are very close. That's kind of where we're uh, yep. going with this. And, of course, we know that the Preds prospect pool is got a lot of buzz surrounding it. So that's how we are shaping these top five prospects. Absolutely. So that's that that's the preface on that one. And then we will also do our Thursday edition of the Battle power for the Central. Rankings. We did not do our power rankings last week. Yeah. So we yeah, have, I was we have, <laughs> I was I was looking at my list and I was like, wait a minute. I didn't do this last week. I didn't yep. remember. I didn't think you all did either. So no, we did not do it uh last yep. week. You were at the Bruins game last week, Rich. I was, that's right. When the Preds could not figure out a way to score a goal. And it was hurting my feelings too. Man, I was I was upset. But yeah, well, anytime getting... you go to a live game and your your team you're cheering for can't score, that's like the ultimate betrayal. It because is. you're like, you can't score one goal. And then it yep. made it even it made it even worse for you, Rich, because the two nights before that they scored six. They did. And I was expecting so you're like, them really? to just come in and just like Put the hurt on them, but did not happen. Rich, that's why you have to take my approach. When I go to games, I make sure they're playing a really bad team. Yeah, I've been. Then I know that. that, Then I know my chances of seeing them win goes up. I've been bitten by that for sure. You saw them play the Bruins, uh, and that's on you. But you got to see your second best (laughs) favorite team. So I did. Yeah, it was cool. It was still fun. It was a lot. It's always fun going to a game. But yeah, I was at that, and then. I was at the one everybody will remember um, when they played Vegas and Vegas, they were like 0.5 seconds away from winning and Vegas tied the game. I was at that one too. And then they won in overtime. That was very disappointing. But anyway, we'll see. Trying to make it to another game this season. Definitely. Oh yeah. So much fun. I'm still, I'm still kind of mulling going to the uh, stadium series game. I would not mind that. Um, I looked up the I, Rich. I looked up the tickets, and they're really not as outrageous as you would think. 
Yeah, they've got a uh, a new ticket pack you can get where you get um, you get a ticket to the stadium series game, and then you get to pick another home game. And the prices for those started. It's like one ninety, I think, for the That's t- kind for of a two- sweet deal. Yeah, it's not too bad. So if you get, you know, you get one of those packs, you get two two games and one of them being the stadium series. So I think that's a pretty good deal. So it's not bad. That is a sweet deal. All right. So, again, we are presented by DraftKings. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code THPN to get in on exclusive offers. All right, so let's as we were waiting for the third period to start, the Preds are tied two to two with the Islanders. We are going to go ahead and go go for it and list our top five prospects currently in the National Predator system, judging off what we've seen so far from these prospects play as they are finally getting back to normal a little bit. Because yes. with the whole pandemic, no one really suffered more when it comes to uh, hockey than the junior-level players and the players playing in the minor leagues. Of course, we know the Milwaukee Admirals didn't even play a whole season. No. Nothing. Yeah, they didn't so do it's anything. Awesome. It's awesome to see these uh, prospects finally getting back into action again. You can start seeing. And when you talk about a team like the Predators, you really, really need to see these prospects grow because okay. the Predators are very much a team in flux. Even though they're playing well this season and they're competing and they're hanging around, they're right there in the Central Division race. Don't let that confuse yourself. They are still very much a team that's changing and evolving. They will probably be even different tomorrow or next season. Like oh, yeah. they're going Absolutely. through changes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably see some more of these young guys that we're getting ready to talk about. At least one of them. I would say close. next season they're, they're getting they're really all close. Getting close. So let me list off yeah. my first one, and that is a player we we've heard a lot about. We've been hearing a lot of hype about this player for a little bit, and that is Yuso Parsonen, mm-hmm. the uh, very skilled and talented centerman who is uh, still playing overseas in uh, the Finnish league uh, Liga, and we've seen Yuso Parsonen perform on the World Junior stage last season and uh he's number five on my top five prospects right now for the preds we're talking about prospects who have not made their nhl splash yet yeah so you get some confusion sometimes about who's a prospect and who's not well just because you play a couple games in the nhl doesn't mean you're not a prospect anymore so yeah absolutely But like for instance phil tomasino he is not a prospect anymore no no he's definitely not that um Parsonen was over here for the rookie showcase wasn't he he, he was. participated yeah. in that didn't he yeah yes he made the trip over that. here that was a really big deal actually that is a big deal I think that was the first time he's ever been over here um that's very cool um good to see and I've seen a couple of clips of him playing um over there and yeah he looks really good so um, he is uh according to elite prospects he is on a loan right now mm. to uh TPS uh, of the Liga in Finland right now. Uh, so not – you wouldn't call it one of your top international leagues like the KHL is, but it's definitely mm-hmm. a very respected league. Yep. And he is currently – hey, he currently has 21 points in 19 games, seven goals, 14 assists. There you go. And we're talking about a player 
who is only 20 years old. And yeah. one of the things about when you see these prospects who are playing overseas, I tend to think that that's even more valuable experience. And that's just me. That's just how I feel about it. But these players grow up even faster overseas. Because mm-hmm. it's not – I'm not saying it's glamorous in the AHL, but it's certainly not glamorous over there playing in these leagues. These no. players have to grow up fast. They're playing against other professionals who likely that's their end of their road is playing in this certain league. Whereas yep. players like Yusuf Parsonen, no, they have dreams to play in the NHL. Yeah. It's but it's very, also, it's yeah, a very it's, hard road to take. It is. But the, the other good thing about that is, is when you do play over there, like he's guaranteed to play every night, you know, yes. a full game. And like over in the AHL, you might not get to play, you know, you might, you might not. It just depends on who in front of is in front of you, but um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really a good, a good lesson um, and, and good for their development, I would say. Yeah. So he's been involved in this, uh, this team system since 2015, 16, he played for the under 16 team, played for the under 18 team. He played for the under 20 team. Then he finally made his jump in 2018, 19, and ever since then, he's been playing in this league for a long time. Yes, he has. Absolutely. We got Lindsay here. How long until uh, Tomas Vomachka comes up for the Preds? Of course, I'm asking about a, a Czech goalie. <laughs> All right, so Tomas Vomachka, he got he got he got looks in the uh, yeah he did in the yep. rookie showcase or the prospect mm-hmm. showcase. Uh, he's definitely pretty far down the totem pole when it comes to goaltenders. Because uh, you've got you've got Connor Ingram and Irislav Askarov both next in line, so uh, he's probably somewhere yeah. behind them. Uh, when you think about Thomas Vomachka, he's probably a a at, at at his ceiling. I would expect him to be an NHL regular starter goal, goaltender. Mm-hmm. Not sure he will ever make it to the Preds level. Yeah, it would be tough. Uh, yeah, especially with like you said, the people who are in front of him. Yeah, like yeah. everybody's just waiting for Yaroslav Eskarov to make his appearance over in the states, and that's all everybody you know everybody's talking mm-hmm. about it. So to go back to Yusuf Parsonen, he is a uh, so he is a dynamic centerman, and this organization has always struggled to have homegrown dynamic centermen. They just never been able to do it. They've never mm-hmm. been able to manage it, and to have a player like you, so Parsonen, who seems to be fit that bill and have that possibility of being that dynamic centerman for this franchise, they've never really been able to manufacture. Mm-hmm. Is really excited to see. I think he's probably at least another two full seasons away from making that jump here. Because uh, you would like to probably see him eventually when he comes overseas, back up from overseas. Eventually, you would like to see him with the Milwaukee Admirals for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Definitely. if he goes to if he goes to the HL and just tears it up, then you call him up. But I'm thinking that we're at least a season or two away before that happens. But yeah. he is well on track uh, for what you want to see from him. Yeah, Definitely. 
Um, our friend Kyle Perkins, he's real high on Parsonen as well. He likes he him a lot. He's the yes, one who – he actually sent me some uh, clips of him playing. and uh, yeah, Oh, there's plenty good. of them out there. Yeah. Plenty yeah, of them out there. Looks good. Definitely looks good so he, in that league he's playing in. Yep. So uh, keep an eye out for him. He is not that far away from at least for the at least coming overseas and seeing him from Milwaukee. Look out for Parsonen next season, getting into uh, uh, more uh, leagues in the United States. All right, here's my next one, and people might disagree with me on this one as far as. He probably shouldn't be this far down. Mm-hmm. I am one of the biggest fans of this prospect. But I got to admit, he's not been tearing it up like I would like to see him right now. And that is Igor Afanasyev. Yeah. yeah. He comes <clears> in think, at number four on my top five prospects right now. Yeah. we Yeah, that's that's your – he's your favorite guy. He uh, is. Prospect-wise. But I think – you know, he, he's struggling a little bit. And I think the whole, you know, Admirals are struggling quite a bit as well. So, unfortunately, yeah, so don't like the Milwaukee Admirals are 7, 12, and 1, and they're in last place in their division right now. Ooh, man. And if you look at Afanasiev's numbers right now, well, he is um, – he's not putting up the point totals you would like to see right now. Let's just put mm-hmm. it that he's he's got some work to do. Like he's not doing what you would like to see from him as far as dominating. Because everyone was hoping that he was just going to roll right in and kind of dominate the competition on that level. Right. And he's just unfortunately not doing that like you would like to see right now. And so that's what we're waiting to see is for him to kind of take over and take control on that level because, I mean, let's be honest. If, if you're expecting a player like him to uh, come to the NHL level, he's got to produce more than what he's doing right now uh, for Milwaukee Absolutely. Admirals. And I was the first to say that I wanted to see him on mm-hmm. the Admirals. I didn't want to see him immediately start night one. A lot of people did. Yeah. I did not feel that way. Yeah. And it looks like what you you know what you said was good because it doesn't look like he would have been ready it's for sure um man i didn't realize they were last in their division well they got off to a really 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 bad start and now they're kind of trying to uh slow things down and figure it out and wow Hmm. uh they need a player like igor afanasiev to figure it out that's the biggest thing here Definitely. But I still think, with that said, that he is uh, still on a really good track to probably make the Predators roster next season for sure, make that jump. But I will say he's got to he's got to kind of show a little bit more efficiency throughout this the rest of the season to give coaches the the confidence that he's going to be ready to go at the start of uh, next season. Yes. Yeah, he definitely needs to pick up his production to show them that that he is can make that jump. But, man, they're, they're And it's a really tough jump. People don't realize how hard it is. No. To, it's not no. like other sports. Like, it's so hard, and it takes no. time. And you're talking about a lot of prospects who are, you know, still 20 years old, 19 years old, 21 years old. 
that is such a young age to ask a prospect to just mm-hmm. jump right into the NHL. And the AHL is also brings its challenges because you've got a lot of career AHL players who will yes. never, ever play in the, NH- in the NHL. They know they're never going to play in the NHL. And that league is also really difficult for a young yeah. prospect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Plus now, Afanasiev has – he's got guys like Matthew Olivier. There, He's back down in Milwaukee. So, you know, he's going to be wanting to get back up to the roster. Rocco Grimaldi, well, he's been playing really well. He's going to want to get yeah. back up there. So, he's got to – Let's talk prove. about those two players. I'm glad you brought those two players yeah, up, yeah. Rich. Because uh, we are going to kind of talk – as we go through this uh, these top five prospects, we're going to kind of talk about the Admirals in general and how they're doing. Uh, the third period has just started between the Preds and the Islanders. It's a 2-2 score. Very back and forth, very mucky, very uh, ugly game, just like you would mm-hmm. expect from these two teams. Uh, Chris Mason for the, on the broadcast said it very well. The Islanders are the carbon copy of the Dallas Stars in the Eastern Conference. And That's, I found that a really good comparison. That is a very good the Islanders good love comparison. to just build a, the Islanders love to just build this shell around their goaltender and they just dare you to figure out a way to penetrate it. And yep. they don't really do a lot offensively. And the Preds, they, they can be a boring team as well where they can't really they they just want to, you know, forecheck and mm-hmm. and make things difficult. So, yeah, um, we're going to watch this game. Uh, it could very well be the next person, next team that scores this goal is going to win this game. Maybe, I just, yeah. This game is very tightened up defensively since those two goals were scored by each team. It's really tightened up defensively. So, yeah. we're going to keep an eye on it. We yep. are going to keep an eye on this game. Oh, <clears throat> Mark Borowiecki just took a really, really nasty shot. To the face, it was inadvertent. Was it malicious by anybody? Wow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, hmm. No, yeah, that wasn't malicious by anybody. That was just him skating into an elbow. Yeah, I'm not sure if he went down to the tunnel or not yet, but that you can't afford to lose a, a player like Mark Borowiecki. He has been so vital to this team's defensive core. Oh, right in the face. Did you see it, Rich? I just did. Yeah, he's bleeding a little bit. Yeah, he went back to the tunnel. Yeah, oh, so that, that, that yeah, shortens out your uh, defensive uh, depth yeah, here. Bad. Close out this game. Uh, that's not a good. That's not good no. at all. No. In a game like this, huh. that's not good to lose a player like Borowiecki. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Let's move. Let's move on to our next player. Next prospect. We uh, we just listed off Igor Afanasyev. He's number four on my list. Number three is Zachary Larue. Oh man, everybody and loves. The only him. reason I don't have him number one is because I'm listing these players based off their future longevity and how ready they are for the NHL right now. Yep. Yeah. I still think Zachary Larue. Has a little bit. I know Kyle, our buddy Kyle Perkins will probably disagree with me on this. He probably yeah. feels like Larue could start for the Predators right now, and he'd be fine. <clears throat> that's a that's a hot take by Kyle. That's for sure. I think I think Larue has at least till next year before he gets in this lineup. Next year, I'm all on board with it. 
Yeah. I don't think the Preds, unless they just completely start falling apart. Yeah. I don't think the Preds need to really make up any more call-ups from their prospects. No. Yeah. I think their prospects point. need to keep getting the development where they're at. And then you reassess it next season. And so, Zachary, Zachary LaRue kind of fits in there with me. So he plays, he's in the, is it the OHL? So he's Here one of those JHL. ones. So he can't, he can't come and play for the AHL because because of, of his age. Is that right? Exactly. Is that how it works? Yep. Yeah. So he'd have to, he'd have to make a jump straight from there to the NHL. Exactly. Yeah. Whew. Yep. That's, and, and that's, that's where we, we've explained that, uh, you get a 10 game limit where they can come up here and not blow their EL, uh, ELC deal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm. But Zachary LaRue is absolutely tearing it up right now. And he is uh he's just got to keep his motor in check. That's his biggest thing. He plays yeah, with he... his crazy motor where it can get him in, into some trouble at times. And you know that's gonna carry over once once he finally makes that jump to the NHL, that is absolutely gonna carry over. Yeah. Yeah, he also needs to be careful um, of getting a reputation before he gets to NHL because a lot of guys will be out to get him. Oh, there's <laughs> no way. There's no way around that anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's – yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you're probably you right. Know welcome, you know he welcomes that. Like that's, he, he probably that's does. That's perfectly fine with him. Yeah, that would be all right. And, and honestly, he fits perfectly into what the way the Predators want to play. And so – yeah, I mean, as if John as Hines can... is still if John Hines is still around, which I expect him to be, when Larue finally mm-hmm. does get his NHL call up, he's yeah. going to fit perfectly into the way yep. this team plays. Think about the the players who are on this team right now. All these agitators: Nick yep. Cousins, you know, Yakov Trenin, Tanner Janot, like. You think you think you think Zachary Larue is going to fit in perfectly with them? Yes. He oh, is. absolutely. Yeah. Luke Cunning, oh, yeah. for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna fit in perfectly. And I think that's why they I think that's why they drafted him, and that's why Poyle was really happy to get him, uh, make the trades uh, for their picks to get to him because they knew what kind of a player he was. They just need to he just needs to like temper himself just a little bit and not do like get stupid penalties because he's got to be real careful of that. But yeah. Yeah. If they can just get him to settle down just a tad. You know, he'll that, be... And that's something he can learn over time. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I think as he get that's something that, and I think we've talked about this also in past episodes where when it comes to Zachary LaRue, he's got those intangibles that you can't really coach. You can't teach. Right. He just mm-hmm. has them. Yep. If he can yeah, learn absolutely. how to, play a little smarter and not become a liability, not mm-hmm. get suspended, not make – not because he plays on the borderline of chippy and dirty. Like he's like, what You're side right. are you on? Yep, that's and, true. And uh, we've well, got he, he a can, nut. We just – uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, we just had another goal scored by the Islanders here. Uh, and unfortunately, I have to see the replay here, but I feel like it's another goal that Riddick should have stopped. We'll see here. Mm. Deflection. Deflection goal. Um, Come on. Man, I'm really far behind you. Would oh, have been a yep. difficult goal for uh, Riddick Ugh. to stop, but it came out from the point and it was deflected. Uh, the Preds just got a taste of their own medicine there. They sure did. 
because the Preds score goals like that all the time. Is it uh, is it true that the Islanders haven't won in that new building yet? Is that is that true? They're definitely uh, a mess right now. But leave it wow. to the Predators to uh, change that. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. Let's uh, get back to Larue here. No we'll we'll let you know if the Preds score again here. But uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a very just an ugly goal, and that's yep. this whole game. This whole game has been full of that. All right, um, Zachary Larue. He's got twenty eight points in eighteen games. I think that's wow. pretty good, Rich. I don't know. That is, I, don't I think know that's you. good. Yeah, I don't know what scale you're using, but I think that's, that's pretty, pretty good, good pace uh, there um, for Zach there. He's yeah. played three – he's in his third season now in the QMJHL for the Halifax Mooseheads. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll need another year probably, I would say. Well – Since he can't really go to gonna, AHL. I don't, well, I don't know how it works next season. That's where yeah. it gets complicated. I don't know how, how I don't even know. Once how he reaches he a certain age, he can he's eligible. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're but right. He's only 18 years old right now, so that's the thing. Oh yeah. I don't remember what the cutoff is. So I mean I mean it's either he makes the direct jump to the NHL or you let him keep developing. Uh so we'll have to wait and see. I don't think the Preds have a super hard need for him right this second. Right. I agree. But Definitely eventually, not. Zachary LaRue will be a major part of this team. I do feel really strongly about that. Yeah, I agree. You just have, you just have to show some patience in his growth. Agreed. Let's move 100%. on to number two here, and that is Iroslav Askarov. Oh, everybody's just waiting for him to come. I mean, you want to talk sure. about just staring at the clock and saying, when, when are you ready to come over here? Yep. Yeah, everybody's going to be really excited when he makes his appearance. What scares me about him, though, is the expectations are so high. They sure are. And it just makes you nervous that it's like maybe the expectations are too high, you know? Yeah, we might get let down. He's been he's he been compared to Carey Price. He's been right out of the gate. He's just been compared to Carey Price. That's and he's had his struggles this year. That's the unfortunate part is he's had his struggles in 2021-22 for uh, the KHL and the VHL. Um, he's not doing horrible, but he's also, you know, it's one of those things where um, he's not getting a lot of playing time for St. Petersburg because yeah. he's kind of he's kind of the backup goaltender there right now. I remember reading that. That he's not starting very much. So now you just you're waiting to see Iskarov. You would love to see Iskarov be the primary starter somewhere, and you're probably not going to get a chance to see that until he gets over here to the states. Mm-mm. No, that's unfortunate. And if he gets over here like next season, I don't remember. I think I think next year is when he can come. Um, yeah, he'll he'll be back up to Connor Ingram, I guess. I don't I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to follow that. But look yeah. at this. He's only got uh he's got ten starts combined between the KHL and the VHL. The VHL is kind of like the minor league system yeah. of the KHL. So he's actually uh bouncing back and forth right now. So he's just not getting a lot of starts right now, unfortunately, yeah. with five starts in each league. And then the season before that, 
Uh, he also only got nine starts in the KHL. He got six starts in the VHL. So he's kind of bouncing all over the place here. So hmm. once he finally gets over here, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him to finally, hopefully get a lot of starts and get consistent starts. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know much about the KHL, but it seems like it's the type of league where like, you know, if you're not producing like one game, you're sitting, that's it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, play hard every night and if you have one bad game you're probably going to be not playing the next it's night the second best league in the world it's the oh, second absolutely. best league in the world yeah absolutely it, it seems like it's really rough <laughs> yeah i think when he i think when he gets over here we're going to get a good sign of how ready he really is yeah i agree and so 100%. that's going to be but i i feel good about it his intangibles are there his, his talent level is clearly there you just now you're waiting to see that full body of work. That's what you're mm-hmm. waiting for yep. with Irsav Askarov. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to shock some people tonight with my top prospect. I would have never said this going into the season. I don't even know no. if this prospect, I don't even know if this prospect would have been in my top five. Yeah. It is Luke Evangelista. Yes. Apparently that dude do, is on fire. Like, and I do think that he, he might be a full season away. Obviously, he's not coming up this season, obviously. But if he keeps trending the way he's trending, you want to talk about a player the Preds could use? It's Luke Evangelista. They could definitely use someone like him. Yes. He is yeah. a pure goal scorer. He I've been I've already said this uh previously. Yep. He has taken on the path that Philip Tomasino left behind before he made the jump to the NHL. He's Absolutely. he's literally the same type of player. Yeah, um, yeah, and they they definitely like you said they definitely need somebody like him. Um, if he can come over here and transfer it to the NHL and have be that successful, yeah, that'd be a huge huge win for the Predators. That's for sure. I mean, he's a second round pick. Uh, he definitely had some good uh, some good scouting reports going into it, but at the same time, it was. Um, one of those things where he didn't get a ton of press mm-hmm. initially, but he's playing for the London Knights right now in the OHL. And like I said, I feel like he's taking the same path that Philip Tomasino took in terms of just tearing apart at the junior level and being fully ready to go. Uh, he's just got to keep making that climb up. It takes some time, obviously. And he he's – He's a little undersized. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. He's only 5'11". He's primarily a winger, a right winger, which that's another position that the Preds have struggled to develop. The Preds have never had trouble developing defensemen. They've mm-hmm. never had no. trouble with that part. <laughs> Definitely not that. But developing goal scorers in their, in, their, in their system has been a struggle for most of their history. So you see a player like Luke Evangelista – Wow, can you not help but get excited? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Looks like they could use him tonight. <laughs> so, that, so, Luke Evangelista has – are you ready for this? I don't care what level of hockey you're on. He's got 20 goals and 20 assists in 21 games. That is – that's insane. I don't, I don't think insane. I could – I don't think I could do that on a video game, much less in real life. So. No, no way. That's and that, insane. And the, He's doing that on the OHL level. It's not like that's a league that's just a pushover. It's it's yeah. kind of your 
at your junior level, that is the best league. The best one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, you're right about what you said about Tomasino. He was doing the exact same thing he was last doing year. Doing the exact same yeah. thing. Yep. So I would, yeah, that's... I would not be, I mean, he's not going to come up this season, but eventually Evangelista is showing he he's about ready to, uh, to make the next jump up eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You're feeling really good about that draft pick. Uh, from 2020, second round pick, number 42 overall. They His need original scores. scouting report from Elite Prospect says here he's an elite playmaker uh, with a knack for hitting teammates in space. He's a uh, he's on the backhand, forehand with three three defenders in between or or none. He finds ways to get the puck to his teammates. So he's a really good skater. He's a really good offensive player, and so. Don't you just love that the Preds have changed their draft philosophy recently where they're finally going for these offensive skilled players? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. You can tell you'd watch this season so far. Other than some outlying games, they've definitely struggled to score. Yeah. Evangelista is going to be that. Evangelista is getting ready to turn 20 years old here in a couple months. So, again, you've got another prospect. It's just a little on the young side, so not ready to make that NHL jump just yet. But just think, all the prospects we just named so far on this top five list, they're, they're, it's very likely that all five of these prospects are going to be ready to come up around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that'd be now, good. Now, what does that mean for the rest <laughs> of the Preds roster? Well, that's for another day maybe. Yeah, that'd be a, that's definitely another conversation to have. Yeah, we just don't know. You don't know what this team's going to look like this season or at the end of the season. Just depends on how well they do, I guess. To finish it, it out. That that's a big part of it. It's definitely part. a big part of it. Yeah. All right, so that's our top five prospects. Get in on the conversation on YouTube or tweet us at Catfish Ice. Let us know some other prospects that you're really excited about. We will share on the episode, or we will retweet it on our Catfish on Ice podcast account. So don't be shy. Get in on it. We are presented by DraftKings here for episode 87 of Catfish on Ice. It is time for the football, of course. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once single point is scored. New customers who bet just one dollar on any team to score can score one can win one hundred dollars in free bets. It's that yeah. simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet one dollar on any team to score and win one hundred dollars in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be twenty-one years or older. In New Jersey, Indiana, or or Pennsylvania, restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required, one per customer. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. And also, if the Sportsbook is not available in your state, then you can also get in on the action with the Daily Fantasy. And they have all the different sports, football, hockey, UFC, basketball. It's all there. Go have fun with it with promo code THPN. 
All right, we got our battle for the central power rankings this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lindsay had a question real quick about not about prospects, but the NHL has been saying there will be doing a reverse retro jersey again. What Preds jersey would you like to see reversed? Well, are we going to get into jersey talk again? <laughs> I, my head already hurts from jersey I miss I missed that that jersey talk, but uh yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's anything like what came out for the stadium series. Although I will say when they I was there when they showed them live, people were wearing them. Um some band that was there. They actually look pretty good in person, but it's not what I was expecting. I would so like Rich, to see so a Rich, white. You actually like and, them, Rich. You actually like them, don't you? You're one. You're I actually don't mind it. I, I think I am. I I think they look pretty good, like live. When I first saw it, I was kind of like, eh, but it kind of grows on you. But I want I want them to bring back. I wanted them to bring back the navy and white jersey that everybody likes so much. Something with that, but yeah, that would be. I think we're all in agreement there. One. If you could figure out a way to reverse retro the old Navy, and not no. just the Navy and the silver, the, Pred, the Preds had a primary Navy Yes, jersey. that's the one I mean. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. In the late 2000s, in the early to late 2000s, they had, a, uh, they had gold mixed in. But there's two different Navy jerseys the Preds had. They had a more yeah. primary one, and then they very temporarily had a all-Navy and silver Yes, that's the one. If you could yeah, reverse one. retro one of those, yes. that'd be perfect. That would be perfect. That's that's one of my favorite ones. Um, and we we also said in the in uh, in that episode where we talked about the stadium series jersey. I think that was last Thursday. It was uh, episode yep. eighty five, I believe. Uh, me and Kyle talked about it. Like Adidas created the jersey. It was not mm-hmm. designed by the team. Yep. So. Send all your hate mail to Adidas. <laughs> yeah. 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 They showed that video of the players seeing them and they were all like, oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, do you really think it's that cool? Well, and they're all, everyone's, well, everyone's getting mad at the, at like Chris Mason and all them for, oh, I know. but it's like, yeah. they have to, like, they're not gonna. Yeah. And they might really like it. I will might. say, I will say it is definitely looks better than the Tampa Bay's. I do not like theirs at all. Really? I do you not. You are in the minority like there. And it's not because I don't like Tampa Bay. It's because I just do not like the way it looks. But that's just my opinion. I think they're better than the uh, New Jersey Jersey Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that one's crazy. Did you see that picture of their goaltender? His uh, helmet. It, it says said helmet. mask. It said mask, mask on the yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was well, hey, cool. have like fun that. with it. I don't yeah. know. That's a, it, It's a really good question to ask. Which one's worse, the Preds jersey or the uh, – or the uh, – yeah. Or the uh, Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. The Jersey, it's just Jersey. Black. All right, so we got a Predators goal. Oh, awesome. I'm waiting for the catch Predators up. Predators goal, but we also got a patented Yakov Trenin slamming himself into the boards. Oh, sweet. That's a Tanner Janot created goal there. Oh, it's Tanner Janot won the race to the puck. Scooted it towards the net, and Yakov Trenin scooted up the dirty laundry. How awesome is that? How many goals are you going to see in this game tonight where it's dirty laundry? It's just dirty, loose pucks beating the goaltender. Lindsay says, Yak. Yes, Yak. Yak's got a bloody nose. He already fought Zidane Chara, and now he's got a goal. 
you know that. So, are, are we trying to get another Gordy Howe hat trick tonight? I hope so. I'll take it. I will take it. All right, so leave. we got about seven minutes left in this game, and it's a tie game at three to three. Whew, coming down to the wire. Lindsay says, my boy, hell yeah, Janelle. That's right. All, All right. right, so that that's perfect timing to get into the battle for the central power rankings. Yes. All right. Rich, have we made a change at number eight? Have we gotten to it yet? <laughs> no way. Are you ready to make that distinction yet? No way. No. No? They are, they are the worst in the league. They are the worst team. Although Montreal is really trying their damnedest to be they, right there with them. They have one more win than Arizona. Arizona is the worst. But we're juncture. not ranking the entire league. We're just ranking the Central. So they're definitely the worst in the Central. And if Absolutely. you ask me honestly, though, I think that Montreal might be worse than Arizona. But we're be. just ranking the, we're just ranking the Central. Yep. Yes. Arizona is still firmly in the eighth spot. And we're going to talk about Arizona and our NHL quick hitters to wrap up yep. this episode after the power rankings because yep. not only is Arizona one of the worst teams in the league but or the worst team in the league, but they're not even paying their bills. Come on. Apparently now. they have the worst bookkeepers in the league. You got to you got to at least pay the bills. Come on now. You got to pay the light bill. You got to pay the water bill. Yeah. If they're watching cable in that arena, they got to pay the cable bill. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pay the well, that that explains why they're in eighth place if they're not even paying the bills. Yes. It's just, All right, real quick before we go to the next. Uh, also, we're talking about relocation with the Arizona Coyotes. Who knows where the hell they're going to end up? Are they going to end up in Quebec City? Are they going to end up in Houston? Um, if you ask me, I think that the NHL desperately wants a team back in Canada, another team, and I think they'll end up in Canada. That's just me. So I have a question. So is it if they went the it was Quebec, they used to be the the Nordiques, is that right? Yeah. And that's the Avalanche now. Well, the Avalanche, they were the Nordiques. Did does Colorado still own the rights to the Nordique name? So if they went back to Quebec, could they be called the Nordiques? I don't think so. That's a good yeah, question. I, I don't that, know that for sure. Because I had that same question. Like I would like to see another Hartford Whalers team. I think that That'd would be, be amazing. Cool. But I know Carolina well, has the that big, the, as well. And I think, yeah, so the big question about them moving up to Quebec City, and I think Elliot Friedman said it on his uh, 31 Thoughts podcast, the biggest question about moving the Coyotes to Quebec City is they would be sharing a province with the Canadians. Oh, and so the um, NHL has to wonder if if they're sharing markets with each other, would that be good for the league? That's true. That's if you ask me, true. it's not going to fail. If you put another team in a classic NHL city who had an NHL team before, no. it's going to thrive. If you ask me, no, plus you have plus you build another natural rivalry instantly. Canadians yeah. and the new team in Quebec City, instant. I am not yeah. a fan of moving a team to Houston. Yeah, that seems a little weird. I don't like it. Yeah. I just don't, I don't like, like it. that either. If you're going to put – I'm I'm totally on board with putting teams in classic NHL markets. I was mm -hmm. totally on board with putting a team in Seattle. That was great. If you're going to move another team at this point, I think a team in uh, Quebec City would be would be good. I agree. I agree. Well, we'll see what happens with that. 
Yeah. All right, let's get to number seven, battle for the central power rankings. And good old Chicago Blackhawks, you, you've I, – I tried to show some faith in you for a little bit, but you're back at number seven. You are definitely back at number seven. They just can't get their stuff together, man. Um, yeah, disappointing for them. I mean, I know a lot of well, people. Well, I mean, when they made the co- like when they made the coaching change, they were actually playing decent. They were, they were absolutely they were. Yeah, you imagine. I just don't. I just think they're uh, they're still a ways away from really. They did yeah. beat the Canadians two to nothing tonight, so give them credit for that. Wow. <laughs> wow. You sound so amused. It's an original six matchup. Yeah. That probably was probably pretty good to watch, I guess. But All right, let's get to the nitty-gritty here. Number six. Crazy. Number six. Number six. So, And I'm going to blow everyone's minds here. First of all, six through two in the standings very are all hard separated to do. by two points. Very tough to do. So nobody yeah. come at me about who I'm ranking where because they're all right there with each other in the point standings. Yep. I am putting the St. Louis Blues at number six. Wow. All right. Don't believe um, in them. I don't think they're yeah. that good. I've been saying that all year, and I'm going to stick with it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Who's your number six? So I've got Winnipeg as number six. Um, I wrote how the turns have tabled and that old famous saying, uh, they were <laughs> first in the division and now they're down to six. But like you said, very, you know, the points are all uh, very close, but yeah, I don't know. They just seem like they've really, uh, well, I mean, it's the classic central division bad. here. If the Preds went tonight, they're in second place, but then, yeah, right. But the other day they were in sixth. Yeah. Yeah. They can end up in sixth at the end of the, end of the night if everyone else wins. I mean, it's that close. That's true. Yeah. You're right. I think – did we have another press goal just now? Wow. Crossbar. Denied by the crossbar. Oh, man. Let's I'm look at this a game little. a little bit here. All right. We got about – we're under five minutes left in this game. It's still three to three. Preds have 26 shots on goal. The Islanders have 19. You, you've held a team to 19 shots on goal. You should win the game. Oh, gosh, that's so close. This is going to be a very hard loss to stomach, considering the Preds have held the Islanders to 19 shots on goal. Oh, my gosh, that's so close. That's ridiculous. you gotta so figure ridiculous. out a way. You got to figure out a way to finish this. And, Rich, do you remember on Monday's episode, last episode, I said – for me to consider this four-game road trip to be a success, and three for me to four. be impressed, they need to win three out of four. They've already yep. won one. They beat Detroit Red Wings, which was a very, very impressive win. I will it give was. them that. Yep. But, but then, you can't follow that. You can't follow that up with a loss tonight against a Islanders team that is just a total mess right now. You cannot do it. In shambles. In shambles. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, if they don't win tonight, then they have to beat the Devils and then the Rangers on Sunday. That's I don't think they're gonna beat the Rangers. I don't feel like Uh, yeah, I I, I agree. I feel really good about them beating the Devils tomorrow night. I'm not it is a back to back though, and back to backs are always tricky. I'm not worried about them beating the Devils. I don't expect them to beat the Rangers. So 
get this win here, it'd be huge. Yeah. And they've put, for the most part, the Preds have played well tonight. Like I said, I think Riddick should have should have had two of those three goals he's given up tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hasn't been will, his best I'll, game. I'll give him the deflection one. I didn't see the other two, but the one I did see, yeah, it would have been tough for him to stop that. But, you know. All right, moving to number five in our power rankings for the Central Division, Battle for the Central. You have the Jets at number six. I have the Blues at number six. I have the Jets at number five. Number five. Just because it's really hard to say, but I still feel like they have a lot of elite scoring talent, and I feel like they're eventually going to figure it out. Yeah. And so I got them at number five. Yep. Well, I put Dallas at number five. That's actually up from a spot last time we did this. Well, how could you not? I mean, they've won seven games in a row up until last night when they uh, lost to the Vegas Golden Knights five to four. Yep. And they actually, they actually beat um, the Avalanche. They beat the Blues. They beat Edmonton. Yeah. So that's good. They're notching a lot lot of impressive wins. Yeah. So, so number three through six. I feel that they could all. Switch. Oh yeah, this is so, like yeah. this is the hardest week yeah. we've ever done of this. It's definitely hard. Yeah, I mean when you've got when you've got teams two through six all separated by two points, what the hell? How yeah. are you supposed to rank these? Yeah, it's tough. So David Riddick just made a really really clutch save. Stick yeah. taps to David Riddick. I don't like him. One thing I've noticed about him is he sometimes gets out of position a little bit he trying does. to get to the puck. Well, that's how I he gave up his like sec- that's how that. he gave up the second goal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like that as much. That's a little makes me a little nervous, but I mean, he's a professional, so, you know. I guess he knows what he's doing. He's played All long right, enough. So we're watching so. this game right now. We're going to finish this game out with you as we finish up our power rankings and we roll on with episode 87 here. We're under two minutes left. The Preds are doing everything they can to uh, at least get this to overtime. Uh, it's yep. a three-to-three three game. Islanders are pushing, though. They are pushing hard. Sure are. I'll be all We've right. got a scramble in front of the net. David Riddick covers the puck. I think fans want a penalty called on the Preds. I'm not sure if they're going to call one. I don't think so. This is a scrappy game. If you like really scrappy, hard nosed games, this is your this is your game right here. That is a really good no call. That's a great no call. I thought they were going to call a tripping penalty on Tolvanen, but they did not. And that was a great call by the or no call by the officials there. The player totally fell down on his own. Tolvanen threw his arms up like I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, right. And they didn't call the penalty. That was a great call by the officials. Oh, yep. You see what I'm talking about, Rich? I did. I just saw it. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, he didn't even touch him. Exactly. Yeah, so it's nice to finally see the officials make a good call. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, um, but the, the, the Islanders are totally putting it all over the press to get this. That's, over what I was, time. that's what I was getting ready to say. They are. Definitely taking it to them right now. Preds can't get out of the zone. They can't get out of the zone at all. We see this happen a lot with this team where they just go on. They kind of go into a mode where they just can't figure it out. This is the wrong time of the game to be doing that. Mm -hmm. 
But the Preds, they've reversed ice here. They're back in the zone. We're going to follow it. We'll let you yeah. know what happens. <clears throat> All right, so we're up, to number four. We're, up, we're up to number four now, right, in in our rankings? Number four. Yes. I had, the, I had the Jets at number five. You had who? Dallas. All right, so we both have the Coyotes and the Blackhawks at number eight and seven. I have the Blues at number six. I have the Jets at number five. You have – gosh, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> <laughs> you have – who would you have at number six? The Jets. I'm trying to get it to come back up. I am throwing myself off here. Oh, it doesn't matter because that's what the Preds just scored. Oh, really? Oh, I haven't caught up? As you were checking the rankings. Oh, come Let's on. watch this. Four checking. Ryan Johansson, yes, sir. To Are you serious? Really? Oh, oh man. Gosh, what a play. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. That's a tip-in. That's a, that's a redirect from Tolvanen. I will be surprised if Tolvanen doesn't get that goal. It looks like they're giving it to him. Lindsay, hell yeah. We agree, Lindsay. 100%. What a – so you're so Elliot and everybody – We've been saying it's eventually going to turn around for him. Is that is that his third game with a goal? Third, in a row? three games in a row with a goal. Wow, that's awesome. That oh, is wow. Awesome. Wait a minute. Officials are checking. They're reviewing the goal. For what? Uh, maybe a high stick. I don't know. Barry Trotz. We love Barry Trotz. He's thinking about challenging it, I think. Yeah, give – Tolvin and a pat on the back there. You love oh. seeing his luck turn around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's got to feel Maybe good. they're checking for offsides. I'm not sure. No, it can't be offsides. Uh, Tolvanen, or Tolvanen, as the ESPN Plus lady said. I don't know night. what they're checking for right now because it's definitely not a high stick. There's definitely a delay in play, though, and I don't know what's going on. That's messed up. But yeah, this is Tolvanen's third straight game with the goal. So uh, you right, knew so his luck was going to turn around sooner or later. All right, the goal counts. It's definitely not offsides. Yeah. A little bit of a delay in the action here. You only got 11 seconds left in this game. Let's go ahead and close this one out. So another wow. big win for the awesome. Preds here. That's awesome, man. I got to tell you, I was a little nervous about this game. I thought it was going to be like a trap game for them because well the Islanders are not as bad as their record at least you would like to think you're right not. you're right yep you're I'll right tell you one thing though those Islanders fans they are getting pretty restless right now and they're yeah. they're calling for Barry Trotz to be fired <clears throat> yeah and this game right here is not going to help matters for him yeah so I, I don't. Remember? I would take Trotz over to Hines right now, even though the oh. even though the Islanders are struggling. That would and I, I know that's really unfair to say that about Hines because he's done such a good job. I would take Barry Trotz over. Yeah. So um, when when he was let go from the Predators, what 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 was the team doing at the time? Like they missed the playoffs. Uh, it was okay. one of those things where. I think finally both sides mutually disagreed. It's time to move on. 
he had been the only head coach for the team the entire franchise's history. And uh, I think that's what it came down to. Yep. All right, Lindsay comes in here on YouTube and says, Dave with back-to-back wins, not the best game, but he finds a way to win. And, Lindsay, let me give your boy David Riddick some credit because he yep. did make some really critical clutch saves there at the end. He did. He lived up to his nickname, Big Save Dave, there at the end. Big Save Dave. So I'm happy but- for David Riddick to get that win. Happy for the team. They had to work really, really hard for that win tonight. Yes. And this is perfect timing because we're still doing our power rankings and we still haven't list- listed where we have the Predators. We are at number four right now. And I am looking over my power rankings. So this is... I'm putting the Dallas Stars at number four. Oh, all right. That's good. That's that's probably... I mean, they're so close, like we said. And and really, honestly, I had the Stars buried like like three or four weeks ago. I thought that they were done. So I'll go ahead and call myself out and say I was wrong about them, obviously. They, I thought that they were destined to make a coaching change with their uh, coach, Rick Bonus. It seemed, it seemed and, like it. But they've – I mean, they had a seven-game winning streak going up until last night. And then they, they still took the Vegas Gold Knights down to the end. So they're playing very, very good. They got a big game tonight against the Los Angeles Kings. That's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm going to yes. put the Dallas Stars at number four right now. Important thing to remember, too – is the Stars have played two less games than everyone else in the division. That's true. Yep. Yep, that 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 matters. But I got them at number four. Who do you got at number yeah. four, Rich? I have Nashville at number four. Um, the reason is, we've said it already, points are really close. But they've got a little head of steam going. And I wrote this before tonight's win. So this is, this is a win through – three-game win streak for them. Um, They're actually – if you take uh, Minnesota out of the equation, they're tied for win streaks in the division. But now they're – you know, this is their third one. So, that was it was Mm -hmm. two at the time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be cautiously optimistic with them. So, you're never going to see me. I think I did have a real high one time, one week, and then they laid a big fat goose egg one night and that – Taught me a lesson, yeah. so it's not well, gonna happen. They've, they've won four of their last five. If you want to go back to the Columbus game, that's true. Yep. And even in the Boston game, they played a really hard fought game they against did. a quality team. They did. And just couldn't figure out a way to beat their goaltender Swayman. Yeah. So in in reality, the Predators have a really good five game stretch going right now for them. Yeah. They do. Yeah, and you're right. It's just still cautiously optimistic. Always All right, so let's look at these uh, final stats here before we finish out our power rankings. Predators win four to three. They have now won uh, four of their last five games. They are really showing us that, hey, we're we're here to stay, and we are very much in this thing. And it's great to see – because this did feel like a game where they would kind of have a, a letdown game. This felt like mm-hmm. a perfect timing for a letdown game. It did. And they just kept battling. I mean, they did they 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 play they matched up very well with the Islanders and how they wanted to play tonight. 
is how yep. I saw it. Yep. So Agreed. Ryan Johansson gets the first goal, his eighth of the season. Colton Sissons gets a goal, his third. Uh, Yakov Trinning gets his fourth goal of the season. Ellie Tolvanen gets his third goal in his third straight game. That's crazy. His fourth goal of the season. That went unassisted. And your top star of the game ends up beating Colton Sissons. Wow. All right. That's un, un that's not usual for him, but he did have a no. two point night. The very rare two point night for Colton yeah. Sissons. Yeah. Tanner Janot uh, racks up two assists in this game. Ryan Johansson gets two points, points in this game. Two points, yeah. Matt Benning got a point. Wow. Roman, Roman Yossi, Yossi got a point. An, Roman Yossi gets an assist on his on the um last goal, the game winning goal. Yeah. Primary assist because he was the one that made the shot. Yep. That that uh redirected. Nothing from Forsberg. That's unfortunate. Well, you know. It's not gonna happen every night. Hmm. Yeah, so they're saying the the goal is unassisted right now on NHL.com, but uh, I think that's just uh, a glitch because it was clearly oh. tipped in. It was clearly oh, tipped yeah. in on Yos- off of Yossi's stick. That's weird. And they probably hmm. just haven't updated it yet. But um, yeah, yeah a huge win for the Preds. Mm-hmm. And with that, so you have the Preds at number four. I do. Yep. I had so the stars close. at number four. I had the stars at number four. Yep. I've got the Preds at number three. There you go. And and now that looks genius. Right. <laughs> like if we were doing this yeah. tomorrow, I probably would put them at number three. And the Preds are now currently in second place in the division. It might be it. very it might be very brief, but as of now. They are in second place in the division, and they are six points behind the Minnesota Wild for first place. Who would we would if if you would have asked us this going into the season? If 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 anyone would have walked up to us and said, "Hey, twenty six games into the season, the Preds are going to be in second place," we would have all laughed our asses off. Absolutely, we would have said, "Go get yourself checked." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. We we really like I pride us on this. Um before the season started, we both were like really tempered our expectations. We didn't get excited. We were like, you know, if if good things happen, we'll take it as it comes. But now good things are happening. So we awesome. gotta go back and play the tape, honestly, and see exactly what we said. But yeah. I think we both remember I think I remember us both feeling like, okay, this team's not as bad as what a lot of people are saying we are. Yeah. But we yeah. also didn't think that they were going to be anything more than just a – we thought they'd be a fun team to watch, which they mm-hmm. have been. They yep. haven't let us down there. Yeah. But we also thought there would be some serious growing pains, and those growing pains have not really happened that badly yet. No. I'm just saying. There's been a, there's been a few, but not anything major. That they haven't corrected, right. I will say that. So, who do you have at number three? Because I've got the fit now 15, 10, and one Predators with 31 points and in second place in the division. I got them at number three. Do not have them at number two in my rankings. Yeah, I've got St. Louis. Um, I don't know why. Wow. I guess it's still are, close. We are totally opposite on that one because I got the I got the blues at number yeah. six. Well, I looked at I looked at who they played 
uh, the past few weeks, and they've swapped wins and losses with Florida and Tampa Bay. So, like, Florida's really good. Tampa Bay is obviously Tampa Bay. And they actually beat Vegas in the, in this little stretch as well. So, I mean, as much as it kills me to say it, I mean, that's, that's still pretty good. But just waiting yeah. for the wheels to fall off. Yeah. So, Well, with all these teams clustered up like they are, mm-hmm. I mean, it's you, if you go on a three- or four-game losing streak, you're going to be not that quick with all mm-hmm. these teams so clustered together right now. Yep. So they really you you can't none of these teams can afford to mm-hmm. to drop a game right now. It's that close. No, no absolutely. All right, my number One, two team. Save you the suspense. It's not that hard to understand. It's definitely the Colorado Avalanche. Yep. And the Minnesota Wild are my number one team. That yep. has really been set in stone for me for a while now. I feel like it those has. two teams are the cream of the crop of the division. I actually felt the same way going right into the season. My top mm-hmm. two teams have not changed. Yeah, Colorado, I was looking at their schedule as well. They've had some pretty lopsided victories. Um, they're really putting a hurting on teams right now. Um, you know, the Predators felt their wrath um, a while yeah. back. So, um, yeah, and they're that, just those are, they're and just and those are the types of those are the types of teams the Predators have to show they can beat finally. The Preds, to their credit, did beat the Minnesota Wild earlier in the season. It feels like a lifetime ago. But yeah. Yeah. When it know. comes to head to head versus Colorado, I do not feel good about it at all. But we don't have to worry about that right now. No. Although no. the Colorado Avalanche are coming to Nashville in a week from tonight. That's one I would definitely not want to go to. Definitely wouldn't want to see that. The Preds only have three home games remaining this month. That's crazy. And they are not and they are not easy games. Calgary, Colorado, and Winnipeg. That is so crazy. Yeah. But you turn the calendar to January, it gets evened out. February, they don't play a single road game, but February, of course, you have the Olympic break. And then March, March, you have a lot more home games. It kind of tilts back back in their favor. April is loaded with home games to close out the season. That would be a good it eventually evens out. It eventually evens out. Yeah. I think we're getting ready to have our feelings hurt. I don't think Nashville is going to be in second place here in about three minutes. Uh, I said uh, brief. I told you it was brief. It's brief. The Blues are beating the Red Wings 5-2 right now. About as brief as it can get, right? Yeah. The Blues are beating the the Red Wings 5-2. The Jets have a 1-0 lead on the Kraken right now. And then Dallas is playing tonight. We still have the Stars who also have to play tonight. Stars is playing tonight, and Minnesota's playing tonight as well. So, So, I mean, yeah. I mean, if all those teams in the Central win tonight, then suddenly the Preds fall back. To but we'll take it. Fifth. But hey, we'll take it for now. All you can do is control what you can control, right? Yep, absolutely. So right, Minnesota's so you, Minnesota's so, on. Like so a, do you have Colorado at number two in yeah, yours, and Minnesota yeah. number one? Yeah, Minnesota's on like a seven-game win streak right now. So there's our power rankings. Yep. Some really tough ones this week. It is. It's so hard. The 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 top and the back end is easy. It's the middle that's yeah nice. yeah middle three or four are tough all right that's our battle for the central power rankings 
for episode 87 of Catfish and Ice. Let's round it out real quick here with some quick hitters around the NHL. Let's start with the really hilarious story about how <laughs> the Coyotes barely paid their bills on time. Never that's, seen anything like it. That's crazy. I was looking into it a little bit. Well, I didn't look into it too much, but um, the Coyotes said that it was human error, why they didn't get paid. And a, some people have said that they're they're actually made the payments and they're and they're taken care of right now. Yeah, but, that's what. Yeah, they're good now. You figured it would. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, just they got the worst luck. I mean, so just, the way it just, came out here was it says here this is from the Athletic. This is from earlier today. Uh, this is from the Athletic. Uh, K- Katie Strang of the Athletic says. The city of Glendale is threatening to lock the Arizona Coyotes out <laughs> of Gila River Arena due to delinquent tax bills and unpaid arena charges. On December 3rd, the Arizona Department of Revenue filed a tax lien notice in Maricopa County against Ice Arizona Hockey LLC, the company that owns the Coyotes, for more than $1.3 million in unpaid state and city taxes. Man. So the own their own city that they play in is coming after them. Yeah. And they're yeah. And, and there the was state the statement here is from the coyotes was to the athletic was quote, we have already launched an investigation to determine how this could have happened. And initial indications are that it appears to be the result of an unfortunate human error. Regardless, we deeply regret the inconvenience this has caused. So I guess the humor here is not only do the Coyotes really suck on the ice this year, but they can't even figure out like accounting issues. (laughs) Worst team in the league, worst accountants. I mean, it it kind of feels like a, uh, a soap opera. It does seem like a soap opera. You're right. Quick question from Lindsay. Does Ingram play tomorrow night if Saros isn't ready to play? That's a really good question. I haven't really thought about that. Um, he has been yeah. called up. He yeah. has been called up. He got called up uh, for the Red Wings game. He got called up as the backup. He did. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, like they're kind of keeping it pretty secret, which they should. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's always a player's <clears throat> private business on their medical stuff. I don't think it's any of our business if Soros is dealing with an illness. So not we like really the, don't know on a, on a back to back if he's going to be ready or not. Yeah. Um, it's not like the not NFL. It's not like the NFL or the NBA. They like tell you exactly what's wrong. Uh, no, show gonna, you the footage of them getting hurt. And I, <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly feeling like we're going to sit around all day tomorrow, waiting till the last 30 minutes before puck drop to find out so. who's starting. Yeah. They don't maybe, like to maybe, share that stuff. Maybe Riddick will start again. No. No, you'll start hey, again. That's a good question, Lindsay. That's a really good, a good question. question. Um, something tells me uh, Saros is going to be ready to play. Yeah, he hasn't played. He's had several days off. So. It was already a back-to-back as it was, so Riddick was going to start even if Saros was fully ready yep. to go or not. So I'm sure mm-hmm. they just use this as a chance to give Saros an extra day. Yep. I'd be really, really surprised if Saros <clears throat> doesn't start on uh, Friday yeah. Night against the Devils, and that'll be a that should be a good start for him. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
But that is a good question, Lindsay, because if something crazy happens, then yes, you would expect to see Ingram. Yep. He was called up as the backup. Yep. On Tuesday. Absolutely. All right. So going back to the Coyotes, yeah, they just can't figure anything out. Um, it's it's pretty sad. I feel bad for the fans of that team mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, at this point, you're like, what can you do? Like, yeah. it's one thing if they're struggling on the ice and we'll cheer for the team regardless, but the the front office is in the and other things aren't even going right. Uh, yeah. You feel for so them. Then, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And so then, that gives, Rich, that should give uh, that should give Predators fans a little peek into what a full rebuild would look like for the Predators. I don't think it would be that bad. I would hope I mean, not. I mean, this is like historically all-time bad stuff here. It is, it is very bad. But Let, anyway. Let's flip to something that's a little bit more positive. Rich, oh. tell us about this goal that was scored. So uh, This um, highlight reel assist, I should say. Yeah, so the Ducks were playing the Buffalo Sabres. Everybody's seen the goal, obviously. So when I don't know who the who the Sabres goaltender was, but I bet when he woke up in the morning before the game, he wasn't expecting to be on every highlight reel getting scored on in the way that they scored. Um, yeah. I've never that seen was... anything like that before. Um, and I think it was – what was it? It was on that night that uh, Yossi um, weaved in and out of four defenders and, and scored a goal, which that would have been like the highlight of the night. But this goal was mm-hmm. was uh, was the highlight. So – Trevor Zegras, I think is how you say yeah, his name. He's a really good player, by the way. A he lot is, of people yeah. didn't know who this player is. Yeah, he was behind the net, scooped up the puck on the end of his stick like he was going to do a lacrosse goal, flipped it over top of the goaltender to Sonny Milano, and he just batted it in like – like, and it went right. The goaltender had no chance of getting it. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Never seen anything like it. And you know that the goaltender for the Sabres was – ticked off i would be so mad yeah it was all over the highlight reels. Like it that. was one of those yeah. gold of the year candidates type of goals uh yes. anaheim ducks they are a fun young team to watch another mm-hmm. impressive win that the preds got <clears throat> yep we yep. did the watch along episode we're getting to watch that yeah we will retweet oh, this fun. if anyone hasn't seen it um yeah i'm sure everybody has yeah he scoops it up <laughs> yeah Dude, that happens so fast that, like, what are you even supposed to do as a goaltender? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay says, don't start Riddick. I have nightmares. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, I would too. All right, Rich. So, uh, two more games left in this road trip. Devils, Rangers. What, if anything, do the Preds have to do here? Do you feel like they're already cruising on all cylinders, or do you think that they could probably still play a little better? I think they definitely could play a little better, um, clean some stuff up still. I'm never going to say they're 100% good, but um, there's always a little room for improvement. I didn't get to watch the full game, so I'm not sure. I didn't see the mistakes that might have been made, but, um, yeah, I'd say definitely they need to handle business against Detroit or uh, Jersey, and then the Rangers game is going to be tough. That'll be a tough game Yes, for them. So. But so, if they can come out yeah, with a win. To round out this awesome. game, to round out this game against the Islanders and this big win here, I thought for the most part they matched the Islanders perfectly. They did yeah. what they had to do to win this style of game. Yes, they made a couple mistakes, but mistakes are going to happen in this type of a mm-hmm. game. 
It's a very chippy type of game. You got two teams who are trying to do the, t- the same type of thing. And I thought the Preds did a really good job of matching up with a very desperate Islanders team who can't seem to do anything right. And kudos to the Preds for not losing their pool when they fell down three to two. Absolutely. Yeah. And the same we saw we've seen this happen a bunch of times where the Preds have figured out ways to come back and win. They did the same thing against the Canadians where they mm-hmm. figured out ways to come back and win. So they cannot be accused of being they always fight till the end. I will give them that. No matter what. Yes. They don't they don't give up and they don't quit. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Alright, so we will be live tweeting the game on Friday night against the New Jersey Devils, stay tuned for that. This has been episode 87 of Catfish on Ice with Rich Howe and Chad We will see you next week for a new episode. Until then, we hope everyone has a really great, safe weekend with all their friends and family. We appreciate you joining us. We will see you later on. Stay safe. Have a good one.